I'm finding it really hard to sleep this week. Any tips? So sleep is a big topic and again there'll be some individual difference here. It depends on what's happening, why you're not sleeping, any underlying conditions, uh, getting the health checks done is an important uh, first step with anything like this uh, to either clarify what steps are needed or uh, just even to rule things out so you don't need to focus on them as much and you can narrow in and maybe what you could put your attention on. But some some general tips I suppose when it comes to sleep one is not trying too hard I think from all the sleep work I do with clients or doing workshops on it you know the, the kind of themes and topics that typically come up for people is that very often a frustration sets in which is entirely understandable but it's counterproductive because we end up trying to sleep putting tension in and that tension kind of wards off sleep essentially we're creating pressure so it's annoying because you kind of don't want to give up on sleep because you, you kind of feel you need it. So therefore you find yourself putting effort in, but then the effort creates tension and then the tension stops you from sleeping. So what is useful is just simply stopping and kind of having a bit of a contract with your mind and body where you go, okay, going to bed, looking after myself generally, I'm gonna look after that. However, mind and body, the sleep part's your business. And, you know, having, having a bit of a vote of confidence in your system. This is the same system that, you know, looks after your health generally. It's a very capable system. So giving it that space is helpful. But you need to follow through on that commitment. So that means it's, it's a holistic thing. It means looking after yourself during the day. It means things like getting exercise. That's a very important part of it. It means eating well to some extent or at very least not eating poorly and heavily just before you go to sleep things like that trying to wind down a little bit earlier in the day if possible and of course if you live in the real world there's going to be maybe kids screaming and shouting and things that need to get done and stuff that's totally okay and understandable but at very least winding down where possible having even just a few minutes of breathing space if not a few hours and quality if not quantity and also trying to postpone anything that's overly mentally engaging maybe until the next day where you can give it some proper time and attention any big existential plans that you have or anything that requires too much mental effort it can be okay even to do things if you need to do some ironing or do something outdoors or whatever it might be but preferably if that's sort of mindless if that, if that makes sense that you're not needing to think about it too much there's more just kind of breathing space to do it and it maybe can actually help you settle down. You can do your world domination plans then the next day and give them a bit more energy. So this is all part of kind of setting yourself up for it. So by the time you're going to bed then hopefully there's already a little bit more breathing space. The mind doesn't need to be as active and there's room then to hopefully fall asleep a little bit more easily, to sleep a bit more deeply as appropriate and then to wake up at the appropriate time feeling a bit more refreshed and energized. Now there are different schools of thought about what to do if you are waking up and they're both valid to be fair you know I've, I've worked with people who have had experience from, from, uh, from different approaches but roughly they fall into the categories of you know getting up if you're waking during the night with the rationale there of being not associating wakefulness with the bed so there's advantages to that, getting up and, and, and just maybe leaving the room. 
However, the other approach says, no, in a way, that's sort of giving in, not in an adversarial way, but you're better off actually conditioning yourself to go to bed and to just sleep. But the key is, if you're lying there, is not to be applying pressure to yourself to sleep. Instead, it's doing your bit, the contract I mentioned of going to bed. But then, whether you sleep or not, saying, well, I'm resting, that's my part done, and then just trusting your system to do what it needs to as it needs to, which may take some time. You know, it may be that you need to find your balance over a series of nights uh, or as time goes by. So you can go either direction with this, and if in doubt, feel free to experiment, and of course, do get proper support, particularly if it's, if it's affecting you in any meaningful way. And uh, putting together a sleep program around this is, is generally what you want, where you're testing it, you're finding what's happening, and you're adapting the approach as need be as time goes by. So you can go well with either way, but I think whichever approach you're taking, what's probably useful to do is to have this overall idea of, look, nighttime is, is when rest happens and daytime is when I'm active. And if you kind of get in the habit of enforcing that, that's useful. So that means, as I say, not getting into too much complex stuff at night, not overloading your system, having a bit more breathing space. But it also means that you need to, if there were worries in your mind, if your mind was a bit active, maybe you do need to actually focus on those things, but at a better time. So in other words, during the next day. And usually that's best on stopping, sitting down, pen and paper in front of you or digital equivalent. Uh, or you can just focus on it maybe in your mind if you want, although it can be helpful to externalize it. And the idea then is just to say, well, what might be on my mind that would disrupt sleep but let me focus on it now during the waking hours where I can actually clarify it and address it. So the idea there is by the time you get to your night's sleep, you've kind of dealt with the key things. Because if you're so busy that stuff's just being pushed down, sometimes lying down is the moment then when it starts to surface. You know, so that's a bit of a problem. It's, it's, it's like the straw building up on the camel's back during the day. And then, you know, you're not noticing it because the camel's walking around busily. But only then at a certain point does it stop and go, Oh my God, yeah, I didn't even notice the weight that I was carrying. So the mind sometimes does something equivalent. So there are some ideas, and do share your ideas. You know, what helps you with sleep? It's, it's a, again, there's a personal, individualized element to this as well. Um, but being holistic, I think, is important here because a lot of the time, I think people look for the silver bullet, you know, the one thing that fixes sleep. But sleep, a lot of the time, is more of an emergent thing. It's the result of a number of things working right, which at first can make it a bit more confusing to pinpoint what's happening. But it's probably useful anyway that it prompts us to kind of be a bit more holistic and to look at the system and to ask that question. Well, how can I, you know, tweak everything in such a way that sleep more naturally and easily emerges? And back to the first point, then allowing it to happen rather than putting too much pressure or force to try and make it happen, which could be counterproductive. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or at jfl.com.